The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. The Explorers podcast is sponsored by RM Capital, a provider of specialist small to mid-cap corporate advisory and boutique wealth management services. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perra columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. We're back in the eastern goldfields of Western Australia with Auric Mining, which listed in February this year. It trades under the code AWJ, or Alpha Whiskey Juliet, and was last quoted at 13.5 cents for a market cap of about $13 million. So straight up, we can see Auric is a lightly capitalised junior explorer with lots of leverage to the upside from successful exploration. That's something Garen Perrell always likes to see in juniors. Now, Auric has been busy since listing, increasing its ground position around its Widji Mulfa Gold Project, which is about 40 kilometres south of Cambolder. And uh, as we know, the Widji Mulfa Dome is well known for its nickel occurrences. Not so well known, its gold potential, something Auric is zeroing in on. The company also has other interests in the eastern gold fields, including its Spargoville ground, which is a long trend from the high-grade Wattle Dam mine, which gave Romulus its start, and the 500,000-ounce-plus Mandela find recently of Anglo-Australian. We have Oryx Managing Director Mark English with us today to bring us up to speed on what Oryx has been up to, and I guess more importantly, what investors should be looking out for in coming weeks and months. So, g'day Mark, thanks for your time today, and welcome to the podcast. Pleasure, Barry. Thanks for having me. Now, Mark, uh, if we could just backpedal a bit, because uh, as we know, Oric came to the market in its IPO with the Widji Mulfa project in the portfolio, but its importance has grown uh, substantially with the April deal cut with Neometals for gold rights to its ground in the area. So run us through that, if you could, please. We listed on the 12th of February. Um, we raised $7.3 million in our IPO. We told the market that we were always going to concentrate on the Widji Mulfa area. At that stage, our principal project, and our principal project still is the Munda project. At that time, um, the nickel and lithium rights were owned by Neometals. We went and had discussions with Neometals in February, March this year, talking to them about the acquisition of the gold rights because Widgee um, owned 19 tenement interests where they owned all the, all the mineral rights and we put a proposal to Neometals to buy the gold rights off them, and that transaction was subject to shareholder approval, and it settled on the 10th of June this year. Uh, 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 nice bit of uh, footwork there. Um, now, Neometals um, has spun out uh, Widji Nickel. Neometals uh, is um, looking at the uh, upstream uh, well, downstream part of the lithium business, while it's got this uh, new company, uh, Widji Nickel, looking for the nickel. So how does the relationship between Widji Nickel looking for nickel and you guys looking for the gold, how does that work? Oh, look, it, it's at this point in time, Barry, it's a fantastic relationship. We've been dealing with Neometals slash Widji Nickel now um, on a regular basis for the last six months. Um, we know all the guys at Widji Nickel. We actually had a meeting with them on Thursday last week. Um, we go through drill programs, we go through exploration programs, we talk about what we're all doing in the area. It's going to be a long-term relationship. 
Um, certainly, the interaction between the gold and the nickel is interesting. So, principally, at this point in time, we believe that the gold is the first mineral, then you run into the nickel, and then the gold sits underneath the nickel. So, we've got 19 tenements where we are co-joint owners. Um, it covers an area of around 90 square kilometres that we're in effectively um, mineral joint ventures with Widgee Nickel. So, you know, we're going to be all in the same area, walking over the same ground, um, and we'll do lots of good things together with Widgee Nickel. Mm. So uh, it's an interesting one. Uh, as you mentioned there, the gold and nickel often the same, often in the same deposit with the gold overlying. So if Widgee Nickel uh, go out and... Uh, find some nickel, but on the way down they found some gold, uh, they, that, that accrues to you guys in a sense? Yes, oh, 100%. So every, every drill hole, let's say you do a, do a drill program. Um, well, we've actually just finished the drill program at Munda. Um, it finished um, about three weeks ago. We just did another 28 RC holes at Munda. We will assay those for gold and then we will send the pulps off to Widgee Nickel, and Widgee Nickel will go and get them assayed for nickel, um, and then we will sort of get together and the geological teams will get together and you know work through it and understand the relationship um, between those two um, principal you know, assets. Yeah, yeah, so I imagine those meetings, you those uh, when you uh, get up to chat about what you're respectively up to, that uh, a good... A- good time and a place to be generating ideas from both both camps. Yes, yes, you are correct. So, as I said, we had a meeting with them on last Thursday. Widgee Nickel only listed on the 22nd of September, so they've only been on the um, ASX for about three weeks. Um, They've they've recruited heavily, which is pretty hard in WA. One of the biggest problems in WA is is staff and technical staff and people and infrastructure. You know, just the whole gambit is uh, is really tough in WA. But we spoke to them about what they intend to do between, you know, circa last Thursday and Christmas, and we're going to talk about having, a, you know, some joint programs together. Um, we will share some geological data. Um, our shared mineral rights agreement does specify exactly how we're going to move together. And, and in the short term, short to medium term, you know, now to the next four to six months, we will want to start to conceptualising how we both monetize Munda together. Mm-hmm. Um, that will take a long time, um, you know, but even, even starting to put together all the, all the mining applications and the environmental studies and all those sorts of things, you know, it's a two to three year project. But we're, we're quite um, interested to progress um, the Munda deposit um, in conjunction with Widgee Nickel. Mm. Now, I have seen and other people have seen, obviously, that um, um, giving uh, another outside group the mineral rights, be it to gold or lithium or nickel, whatever, it's, it's quite common in the industry. But I don't think I've seen one where it's um, as active because you guys are, are newly listed and you've got uh, the money to get, uh, get cracking with things and... I think they raised about $25 million. So both the gold and nickel hunt by the different companies is uh, going to be proceeding at a cracking pace. Yeah, it is, Barry. Um, certainly they've got more cash than what we have. We're currently sitting on a, a bit north of $3 million cash. Um, mm-hmm. We've spent our money wisely in what we've done. 
Um, it's always been one of our company's mantras that we want to spend 70% of our cash in the ground or in exploration activities. Um, we've achieved that um, in the last seven months since we've been listed. And you know, we, we will keep concentrating on the Wujimulta area. Um, as you said, it's really quite a greenfields area for gold. Um, it's mainly, mainly the area has been controlled by WMC for many, many, many years. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's now three big players at the, at the Wichimulta Dome. There's Mincor, who are principally a nickel miner. Well, that's exactly what they want to do. They're concentrating on Cassini and they're um, making announcements about new nickel finds that they're um, picking up and they've just made some announcements about some new nickel areas that they're calling the Hartley, Hartley Prospect. Mm-hmm. So there's Mincor, there's Widgie Nickel, and then there's Oric Mining. And between the three of us, we would control virtually all the area um, around the Wijimulta Dome. So it's a very exciting place to be. You know, um, Mincor has got a big balance sheet and a uh, lot of cash in the bank. Um, Mm. So we expect over the next, you know, one to two years, somewhere in the tune of, you know, 20 to $60 million to be spent down there in exploration and mining activities. Now, you uh, mentioned earlier that you uh, completed a drill program at uh, Munda. Can you just run through uh, what the current resource estimate is there, how this drilling program might or might not be uh, leading to an upgrade in a resource estimate, or was it more infill drilling in nature, or was it extensional as well? It was a bit of all of those things. So mm-hmm. our current resource at Munda is... 173,700 ounces of the mm-hmm. inferred category. So we've done two drill programs since that last resource estimate. We did a program in February, March, April this year of 27 holes. We've just completed another program of another 28 holes. So we've got 55 holes that we've done down at Munda that we will now, once you get all the results back and results are taking forever to come back in the <laughs> way. Um, you know, look, look, in all seriousness, eight weeks now is about the standard um, time. Um, it's, it's, it's just what it is. We can't, we can't do anything about it. Um, so, you know, drill samples that we delivered um, to Genalysis in August, um, we still don't have the results for. So, you know, that's slowing us down in our announcements. But mm-hmm. what we hope to do is out of that 55 holes that we have drilled at Munda since our last resource estimate, we will be able to upgrade that estimate. So we bought that project off Estrella Resources. And when we bought that prog- uh, project off Estrella, it was around 46,000 ounces. So we've mm-hmm. already boosted that up to, as I said, 173,400. So we've we're, you know, four times that resource. Um, we would like to think that out of this 55 holes that we've drilled that we'll be able to increase that resource. Some of the drilling that we've done, Barry, has been trying to expand it. Some of mm-hmm. it's been infill drilling and some of it's been trying to twin some holes that WMC had drilled so that we can get some confidence of the WMC holes to be able mm-hmm. to include those in the resource estimate as well. So they're the, they're the three or four things that we did at Munda, um, which I said earlier was a, was a mixture of everything that you spoke about. 
Right. Now, I often wonder how many uh, major discoveries are hiding away in assay labs at the moment, but uh, they'll, <laughs> they'll all come through eventually. So so with uh, Munda, we're looking at, uh, what, end of October-ish um, for results perhaps? Uh, I, I would like to think a bit before then, but not too much before then. The mm. ones that we believe we will get first is for um, a prospect called the Guest Prospect, which is just mm. southeast of Munda. We did nine holes at Guest, um, and all those nine holes um, collectively have been in the lab. So we okay. expect them, those nine holes, to come out earlier than some of the last holes of the 28 holes that we drilled at Munda. So mm-hmm. we, we hope to be able to get an announcement out to the market next week in relation to Guest, then maybe a week to 10 days later in relation to Munda, and then it's going to be quite a while before we get the um, New Middles um, Air Corps drill program results out because they're just they're just going to take time. Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, Spargerville, I mentioned uh, I think the company had a presence there at the IPO, but I, that deal with Neo Metals also increased your uh, ground position up there. Um, Wattle Dam, Mandilla part of the world. What's, uh, what's the company up to there? Um, so we now have six tenements up at um, up around Spargerville. Three of them are still applications, so only three of them are granted. We did a soils program up in Spargerville in... March slash April. The principal tenement that we own up there is still an application. We've now put our foot on the accelerator to try and get that application granted. Um, we're now starting to deal with the native title process and a couple of other things so that we can get that get that um, tenement granted. Um, mm-hmm. It's 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 a very exciting area, as you said. Um, Anglo Australian uh, working diligently up there on the Mindilla project. Um, Maximus Resources are also in the area. Um, you know, it's uh, and just north of us is the Spargo's Reward Project um, yeah. that's recently been sold to Kaora, the old RNC um, that operate the Higginsville Gold Project. So mm-hmm. again, that whole structure from sort of you know um, north of us, about um, 20, 20 to thirty k's north of us, right down till about you know thirty k's south of us. You know, it's in it's in the number one tier, tier one area of WA, mm-hmm. and you know we own a commanding position um, in that in that whole juncture, and our geological team is very excited. So we want to get up to Spargerville. Look, it won't be this year; it will be sometime early twenty twenty two, and we want to um, plan a drill program on the. Um, a prospect that's called the Fugitive Prospect. Um, but, you know, Barry, we've been concentrating on Munda. As I said, that was our number one um, mm-hmm. asset and that was the one that we wanted to concentrate on most, um, which which we figured was going to be the area that was going to give us the best results and the biggest bang for our buck. Right, absolutely. All right. Um- now, I appreciate the focus on Munda, but I was going to ask about uh, down at Jeffrey's Fine and... I think I read that uh, I think it's about 50,000 ounces there. Maybe a, t- a little toll treatment operation to uh, give you a bit of cash flow? Yep, 100% correct. So we we were down there um, two weeks ago. We put seven holes into Jeffrey's Find for around 410 metres of drilling. It's pretty shallow. Certainly toll treatment is exactly what we'll do with the Jeffrey's Find project, prospect. It won't grow. So all the technical guys say that, 
you know, there's, there's not much more drilling to be done there. So we're actually been drilling it for metallurgy and other things. We've spoken to both um, the guys at Lakewood in Kalgoorlie and the um, FMR guys at Coolgardie. Um, that's mostly where it's going to go, either either to one of those two. It would be sensational if you could get it into Pantoro at Norseman or Kaora at Higginsville, but quite frankly, they're busy and they've got enough to do without without worrying about toll treating anybody else's rocks. And and yes, you're right. Um, at, the, at a gold price of around 2,400 Aussie an ounce, it does punch out a very nice number, and that's why we um, we did the drilling. So the results went into Genalysis on the 23rd of September. So really, we won't get them till night, the 15th of November, between the 15th and the 20th of November. And then we'll start working on the metallurgy, but we won't get the results for the metallurgy back until, you know, quite frankly, most February 2022. Yeah. I was about to ask you, Mark, uh, given you're a relatively newbie company on the ASX in gold, and we've had this gyration in the gold price or down to the downside, but you've just mentioned there, Aussie gold price, 2400 still a fantastic price. Um but how are you feeling about the market's interest levels in gold explorers at the moment? I think um, I think we'd be third or fourth in the queue, quite frankly. I think um, lithium, nickel, PGEs are mostly mm. one, two, and three, and I'd suggest gold number four. You know, but it, but as everybody says, you know, you dig up the rocks and you send it to Lakewood, or if you don't have your own mill, and you send it to Lakewood or to FMR, you know, yeah. you're producing cash, right? Mm. It's pretty. It's a pretty simple process. We've applied for the miscellaneous license to cut the cut the rocks from um, Jeffries out to the main highway. So Jeffries is about 45 k's due east to Norseman, um, and then once you get there, it's about 20 k's north. Um, so you're in the bottom of the Fraser Range. Um, you know, Kaora owns most of the ground uh, around us and, you know, what they're doing, Kaora is going to be very busy. But we've done the feasibility studies and we've done the analysis work on carting Jeffries to, mm. as I said, either Kalgoorlie or Coolgardie, and it punches out quite a nice surplus cumulative cash result. Yeah, which gets back to the... Point about the as as you said the eight dollar gold price being two thousand four hundred, which uh, is a, a fantastic price. Yeah, it is a great price. If you could lock that in forever, you would. Yeah, you know, if you if you could do all your feasibility studies at that price, you'd be you'd be ecstatic, right? So <laughs> so you know you got to you got to um, do some do some sensitivity analysis work, and you got to do all those good fun things. But you know our chief technical director John Utley, um, John's been a gold geologist for thirty five years. His last big job was up in Nova Scotia, um, and he said, you know, when he started work up in Nova Scotia 15 years ago, somebody told you you'd even have a, a US gold price around 1750, you'd do, do handstands and cartwheels. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And you're right about John working at that uh, Nova Scotia operation. Was it, that's the one St. Barbara bought, was it? For- correct. Yeah, correct. John was the chief geologist up there. As I said, he worked up there for around 15 years. They started it as a greenfields project, uh, even a little less advanced than either Jeffries or Munda. Um, mm. And he took it right through to fruition where, when it was in the top five lowest gold producers in the world. 
Absolutely. Yeah, and it was based on a series of um, deposits discovered over time rather than, you know, the, the big bang five million ounce discovery straight up. It was more a collection along, you know, 20 k's of strike or 30 k's of strike. So. And we think, well, not, well, we do, but John in particular is of the view that that is most really what you're going to get around the Widgimultha Dome. And yeah. I think that was played out a bit by Mincor. Uh, Mincor mined six pits in 2019, right. Um, all right next door to us. They're less than two k's from our eastern side, east east side border. And they were the six pits were all, you know, 30,000, 40,000, 25,000 ounce pits. Um, we believe Munda will be, you know, substantially bigger than that. But mm-hmm. other things that we're working on, as I think I mentioned, the guest prospect, you know, we believe that in that area there'll be, you, what I'm trying to say is you won't find, you know, the big Kalgoorlie super pit, but no. you'll find enough pits that will make it economically and financially viable. Yeah, yeah. And you make a good point there, Mark, too, because um, um, I don't, I'm not sure investors are sometimes fully aware that when Northern Star might talk about its Kalgoorlie project, it's actually five, six, seven mines um, scattered all over the place, the super pit being the big one, of course. But you find that we tend to have gold mining camps rather than single big deposits. Yeah, and I think, uh, I think that is correct. And, and that certainly has been borne out by people in the area. And, and, but, you know, you mentioned Beta Hunt before. Beta Hunt started as a nickel mine and then it turned into a gold mine and now I think it might even be turning back into a nickel mine. <laughs> Kaora has been doing amazing things with Peter Hunt now for many years. Okay, then, Mark, if you uh, if we could just wrap it up then by just giving investors a feel for what they should look out for, say, in the uh, lead up to uh, the end of the year. Um, certainly, the lead up for us in the end of the year is we we've done a lot of work. We started out there in our exploration campaign on the twentieth of July. It really finished yesterday on the um, sorry, a couple of days ago on the twenty second of September. And then we've just finished the soils program and the guys actually came back from Widgimultha um, yesterday, Sunday evening. So what we intend to be doing, Barry, over the next three to four months is collating all the drill results, collating all the data. Um, we will be making a series of announcements to the ASX. We would expect to be making three, four or five announcements between now and Christmas. Some might be into January on our results, but certainly we expect to be making two quite substantial or quite reasonable announcements in in October. Um, and then we're going to really start working on Jeffrey's Find and how we look at monetizing Jeffrey's Find. And we'll be working with Neometals, uh, sorry, not Neometals, working with Widgie Nickel to work out how we start to um, portraying ourselves as a development um, mm-hmm. story as opposed to an exploration story and how collectively we're going to turn the joint mineral assets that we've got into production. And that's, but that's going to take a fair bit of time. Mm, no, great stuff. Uh, great summary there, Mark. So with that, thanks for your time today. Thanks for the uh, the rundown on the company. Lots to look forward to, as you just explained there. So wish you all the uh, best with it, and then we'll be keeping an eye out for uh, those results as they uh, roll through. So thanks for your time today, and we'll catch up again soon. Okay, Barry, pleasure. Thank you very much. Cheers. This episode of the Explorers podcast was sponsored by RM Corporate Finance, an active participant in emerging companies around the globe.